This is Jones. I've got your tank. Hello and welcome to the Cancelled Movie Report, the documentary podcast series that talks about all the best movies that Hollywood never made. My name's Campbell and I'm your host, but obviously with the host without a co-host and my co-host is actor and comedian Eden Porter. Thank you, thank you. Now, we are about halfway through Indiana Jones and the Monkey King. So if you haven't listened to part one, make sure you do that. Otherwise, it's going to be hot garbage. What are you doing? Uh, But in case you haven't uh, or you need a recap of what's happened, this is the story so far. Sun Wukong, the stone monkey king. Big deal. Nearly two years of my life looking for the remains of that monkey. But none in Africa. Dr. Clark wants to mount an expedition to find the lost city of Sun Wukong. She's quite familiar with your reputation. She'd like you to come along. Betsy pleads with him not to go. She confesses her love for him when he tells her that she can't come. My precious. Your daughter? What the hell are you doing here? Providing my love for you. How terribly sore. So Indiana Jones is taken to meet Taiki, the pygmy from the film he saw earlier. Taiki explains via Scraggy, who was translating, that he is from Land of City on Clouds. An enormous secret cave hidden behind a running waterfall. This proves that the water curtain cave exists in Africa. Does it mention anything about Sun Wukong's travels? Only place called Twisted Snake Water. The Zarnbezi River. So, we now cut to the, the Nazis are loading Taiki into their speedboat. They've kidnapped him from the facility. And with this, the gang heads down the Zambezi River in search for the famed water curtain cave. You're looking very lovely. You're looking very lecherous. I dreamed about our first night together. You're writing this down? Evidence. I plan on testifying at your child molestation trial. That is insane. A mysterious sound is heard in the distance, but disappears. One of the boat's crew speaks into the radio in perfect German. The Nazis chart out the boat's exact location on a large wall map, and then Mephisto says, we must leave immediately. Now, let's jump back into the movie. So we now cut back to the riverboat. That night, Indy and the gang all sit around discussing the plan in a cramped, small riverboat. And uh, Betsy is upset uh, about her situation. Don't you know something else? Something upbeat? It's so hot, stuffy. Do we have to stay in this stupid boat all night? We have to keep moving. Can we at least jump in the water? Go for a swim? There's an old legend about the Zambezi. In ancient times, criminals were given their choice of execution or swimming across the Zambezi. Most chose execution. Claire's right. We're safer on the boat. Now quit moaning. Eat your food. You are so rude. I traveled thousands of miles just to be with you, and everybody treats me like dirt. Nobody even talks to me without making some condescending remark. They think I'm too stupid to understand. So maybe I don't know a lot about weird tribal dances. I'm still pretty good with anthropology, archaeology. Maybe I can even help you out. If somebody gave me a chance, clued me in on what it is we're doing here. Because whether you like it or not, Indiana Jones, I'm part of this expedition too. Claire looks at Betsy, impressed. My friend's also curious about where we journey to. Tell us all a bedtime story, Dr. Jones. Long ago, a place known as the Flower Fruit Mountain in the Chinese province of 
Ao Lai was struck by lightning. A stone monkey, Sun Wukong, was born. This monkey? He could walk? Talk? Like human? More than human. He was blessed with countless heavenly powers. But it wasn't enough. Sun Wukong wanted to learn the secret of eternal life, of immortality. Equipped with his golden hoop rod to protect him, Sun Wukong traveled the world for many years, learning the secret philosophies and teachings of eternal youth. Eventually, he was granted entrance to heaven where the Jade Emperor gave Sun Wukong the title of Great Sage of Heavens and permitted him to oversee the Garden of Immortal Peaches. After several years, the stone monkey returned to somewhere on Earth. Here, he ruled an empire, a civilization of monkeys and humans who had lifespans of many hundred years. The exact whereabouts of the lost city have been a mystery for hundreds of years until Dr. Clark discovered the pygmy. It's uncertain just how much of this legend is based in reality. Nevertheless, we're hoping to find some sign of the lost civilization. What about Song Wukong? Whatever he was, a stone idol, an actual monkey, a human being is unknown, but he is one of the most influential religious figures in history, and his remains are most likely somewhere in the lost city. So I still think that Sun Wukong is such a cool yeah. MacGuffin for yeah, it's Indiana great. Jones film. I think so. And it's really tragic that he's ended up in this particular script. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, I know, at this, at this point, I'm thinking I really like the concept. Yeah. And that's a that is a great Indiana Jones monologue in 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 that classic yeah. Indiana Jones fashion. He is explaining this this uh, ancient um, uh, like a, it's normally like a temple or an yeah. item, and this time it's a civilization uh, in that classic like whimsical fashion. And this scene also finally gives Betsy a bit of like character development, and she really stands up for herself. Yeah, but is it just going to be like she's going to figure something out at the end and it's like, yay, Betsy's good. So is th- this, like, this is what I do like. That's what it's setting up. Like this, it seems foreshadowing. This is what I do like about this scene, or like from this scene onwards, is from that point on her and Claire's relationship starts to actually become better. Okay. Because I, I don't like that, that they have these weird rivals, Probably, even yeah. though Betsy's never done anything wrong to her. Uh, so yeah, I do like the idea that her and her and Claire start to become closer and closer. Let me guess, they they gang up on Indiana Jones. No, that she sleeps with uh, Betsy, and then she. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm <joking. laughs> So you think that's a nice moment for Betsy? She's developed a bit of character. Well, that night, Betsy sneaks into Indy's room and forces a kiss. As this happens, Claire sees via the open bedroom door, and before Indy can explain, she storms off. Indy tries to explain to Claire the next morning when suddenly they are attacked by pirates. Nazi pirates? Uh, No, no, just regular pirates. Okay. The pirates attack the boat led by the pirate king, Kazur. A huge naval battle erupts in which Betsy is involved with the action, sword fighting. The pirates take Indy's gang hostage and in classic Indy fashion, he grabs a load of dynamite and threatens to blow up everybody. Good. Which is classic it, it, it is the classic indie move, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I'll kill us all. Oh, yeah. I don't care. Uh, he tells them that he will take them to the lost city if they let his friends go. It turns out the pirates have been camping in Sun Wukong's water curtain all along, and they didn't even know it. Oh. And only the ancient scrolls that Indy and his gang have can help them from there. A shaky alliance is formed. Oh, uh, mate. 
I tell you what, if this is working towards pirates versus Nazis, you might just have me. Okay. Um, keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> keep listening. You, I mean, there's many things that will disappoint you, but that, okay. that won't. <laughs> so the gang and the pirates spend the night camping in the water curtain cave. During this scene, we also get some development in the friendship between Claire and Betsy, which is nice. Meanwhile, Indy, Scraggy, and Kazur try to decipher their next location from the scrolls. And as always, Scraggy, the MVP, is, is translating the scrolls for them. MVP. Read that last proverb again. High tide drowns curiosity. Low tide quenches thirsts. There's something here. Something that could help. Is there an area or a place where the tide changes? Kazua leads Indian Scraggy into a dark corner of the cavern. A large, smooth wall stretches to its ceiling. The wall is filled with cracks. At the base, water slowly pours into the cavern. In a few hours, the water will be lower. Much lower. And the remainder of this wall will be visible. We're gonna need light. A lot of light on this wall. Dissolve too. All of the pirates sleep. Indiana and Kezua are still awake. Kezua pours two glasses of whiskey from a stone bottle. He gives a glass to Indiana. To my good fortune. You know, we're very much alike, Dr. Jones. I doubt that. We both share a remarkable talent for killing. I've never gotten used to killing, pal. I do it for survival. Mm, I do it for pleasure. <laughs> Indiana notices something on the wall. He jumps to his feet. The tide is very low. The entire wall is now visible. What were once simple cracks have become specific lines of a map. A group of arrows lead to an X at the bottom corner. This is incredible. This map was obviously used by Sun Wukong's disciples. If they were ever lost. These drawings, they're of the surrounding jungle. Where is that? It's located at the most southern eastern part of the jungle, near the mountains. There is a village there, the Mongubu tribe. You know them? Very well. I traded with the chief for many years. Good. We'll leave in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have their next location. It doesn't feel very Indian Jones waiting to water the tide goes down and then just going like, oh, we go there. I think the idea that like uh, seemingly unimportant cracks on a wall would end up being a map, that's a little bit Indiana Jones. Yeah, but I think I would like them to do something else in that room. Like you get a reflection of something or you've got to move something and line something up. That's true. It's normally a puzzle rather than let's just wait. Wait, yeah, yeah. And like the problem of being like, oh, you've got to wait. And even that doesn't really make sense What when there's no water, you're thirsty. You'll quench your thirst or something like that. Yeah. Even then, I'm just like, well, I think you should do something more with that. <laughs> That's just me, though. Okay. Well, you you would think, though, from a story point, this is great. They know their next location yep. to find the lost city is this village. But again, a faceless crew member reports back to the radio <laughs> to his Nazi friends. Damn him. Oh, boy. So, Indy and his gang and the pirates drive through the jungle towards the marked village. A strange noise is heard again, Eden. But ignored. Oh, don't ignore it. Remember that. Okay. <laughs> As they drive to the village, they are attacked by tribesmen who throw spears at them. 
They ditched the car and managed to escape into a clear path, only to find it's booby-trapped. From here, we get a fun escape adventure sequence with uh, huge spikes, scorpion pits, and lions. So it's a big classic hey, Indiana Jones... Um, know how he's always kind of escaping from temples and stuff yeah but what this is just outside yeah so it's a path that they need to get through to get into the village yeah okay like, cool. along okay. the path there's traps yeah, yeah. traps are a classic indie yeah, yeah trap. and they make their way through all the traps in famous indiana jones fashion by which i mean barely yeah good because that's the that's the that's, that's the, the yeah. ultimate indiana jones to just get through uh, kind uh, of by uh, luck uh, and uh, yeah. he always kind of miscalculates things and stuff so uh i think maybe even one of the pirates dies during this sequence good. but uh <laughs> But they have that shaky alliance. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, does Betsy get it through? Betsy gets through. Yeah, of course she does. She had that character development. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And a sword. So once they get to the village, they are captured by the tribe and taken to their... To, sorry, they're captured by the tribe and taken to the camp as hostages. Scraggy manages to get them all released, MVP, MVP. by <laughs> telling the tribe that they are on a mission from the Monkey King. Upon hearing this, the tribe's leader gives them a small mirror and tells them he will help them and that they will know what to do with the mirror since they have been sent by the Monkey King. Okay, so there's a little uh, foreshadowing. Okay. This, this mirror, this they, they're going to know what to do with it. They're going to have to use it. Yep. A shaky alliance is formed. Man, how many <laughs> shaky alliances? This whole what, movie. At what point does shaky alliances, if you get enough of them, do they become a stable alliance? I, I would say the Pirates and the Indies gang... It started shaky, but it's becoming semi-solid. Yeah, okay. But now this one's just... It, it's like spinning plates. You yeah. get one going and you're pretty confident, but you can't ever be too sure. So then you pick up another plate and start spinning. I think at least three shaky alliances is a solid is a solid foundation. Well, he's got, he's got two with them. Like okay. Uh, the next morning, a noise is heard once more. But this time we find out what the noise is. Thank you. It's I've been a waiting stampede for that. of wildebeest. They destroy the entire village. And Indy and the gang survive the stampede by hiding inside freshly dug graves in the tribe's graveyard. Okay, so they were foreshadowing a, tr- a, a, a wildebeest like, stampede mm-hmm. for, for, for like two days. Mm. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it's not even that big a sequence. Like, yeah, I would say the booby trap sequence from earlier when they get into the- way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> That's, but I do the I, I give them that the fact that they have to jump into the graves to avoid cool. that that's that f- seems very Indiana Jones yeah. and they're in the graves and Betsy's gone into a grave and there's still a there's yeah. a dead body yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah. and they go everyone's safe I'm not safe and she's yeah. got a skeleton she's yeah yeah. There, there, yeah classic classic Betsy but after the wildebeest attack we do discover what they were running from suddenly the village is attacked again by a huge Nazi tank. Good. And inside is Guttersburg. A battle erupts and the whole gang spring into action. During this scene, at one point, what? Indiana what? Jones what? rides a rhinoceros. No, he doesn't. That's not a line in the script. <laughs> it is. is it ri- underlined? <laughs> he rides a rhinoceros. It's bolded. He rides oh. a rhinoceros uh, so he can get beside the tank and climb on top. Uh, now, tell me if this sounds this familiar. This sounds very familiar yeah. already, yeah. He, uh, he has a fist fight on top of the tank. Correct. Uh, and at one point, he blocks the tank's barrel and it backfires. Yep, excellent. So it's, again, it's a sequence that was ripped out of the script and put into, into the last crusade. Yeah. And I thought he would, you know, Gutterberg, how he's got the gun arm? Yeah. I thought he was going to be the tank. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got his arms. <laughs> he's just like, 
<laughs> Put on my tank barrel attachment. <laughs> Quick, load me up. <laughs> where, where does he get loaded from? That's the yeah, question. Oh, boy. Uh, so <laughs> the only difference between this and the uh, sequence in The Last Crusade is during this sequence, they're also being shot at by a biplane. Uh, Indy manages to save his team and stop the Nazi tank. He also manages to rescue Taiki, who was with the Nazis. Oh, yeah. The, the, they I don't didn't know why seem they, to give a shit about I, I don't know why they brought him. <laughs> yeah, why did the oh, Nazis actually, bring him? Well, they're looking for the lost city. But why? Did, but but, but Indy didn't even, they didn't even seem phased that this guy, this ancient guy, was kidnapped. That's true, because they could they could have been like, oh, Taiki's being kidnapped. Let's go get him Ki- back. But yes. they're like, well, we'll keep going, obviously. Well, he's had a good life. Well, he gave us 200 the, years. He, <laughs> he gave us the scrolls. <laughs> it's his time. <laughs> So Jerk. Indiana Jones defeats the Nazis and he, he, he takes over the Nazi tank and he decides enough is enough and he jumps on the radio to tell the Nazis what's what. This is Jones. I've got your tank. It's all over, pal. You lose. Dr. Jones, you surprise me. For a supposedly intelligent man, you jump to some childish conclusions. Remember, you are driving one of our tanks. We can follow you anywhere. You are far from defeating us, my friend. The battle has only just begun. So that is Mephisto that he's talking to. I like the idea of the hero having that actual conversation with the bad, the Mm. big bad. Yeah. I think that's always good. Though, like, if we're talking about that, the best example of that is in Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones and Balok have multiple scenes in which they come face to face and yes, you really get that rivalry. Uh, but in again, we're talking classic Indiana Jones uh, tropes. You've got the muscle and then you've got the brains. Yep. So it seems Gutterberg is the muscle, but Mephisto is the brain. Was Gutterberg in the tank? Yes. Yeah, yeah but is he dead now? Uh, he's taken hostage. He's taken hostage. Yeah, taken hostage. So the gang leave the village and race across an empty plain, which is surrounded by mountains, not knowing what to do. Betsy suggests giving Taiki the mirror. He recognizes it instantly and shows them how to use it. Looking through the mirror, one of the mountains in the distance has an outline of a city where the lost city is. So you can only really see the outline if you look through the mirror. And if you get on the right angle, you can see an outline of a city via the mirror. Hang on, I didn't get that. No, you, it's, you hold, it's so you hold, nonsense. So it's a mirror. <laughs> yeah. It's a mirror. Mm-hmm. You hold up the mirror, yeah. which reflects back at yourself so you see your face. Well, no, because you know how you can angle a mirror to see? Yeah. So you, you angle it at the mountain, and if you get it onto one particular mountain, uh, an outline of a city will appear in the mirror. But not in real life. But not in real life. But okay. y- y- you can see, okay, well, it's the third mountain. It's the, the third mountain on the left. Yeah. It's the third mountain it's on the left. Through the mirror. Through the mirror. Okay. So they now know... The mountain that the lost city is. They're very close to the lost city. Everyone climbs back into the Nazi tank <laughs> and heads towards the lost city. So now they're absolutely gunning it for this mountain to, to get up to the lost city. And as this is happening, they're in the fight of their life. They're, they know Nazis are coming. Indiana Jones is very stressed. They're trying to get to the city. It's at this time that Betsy and Claire decide to maybe confront Indiana Jones about some of his uh, toxic masculinity. I've been talking to Dr. Clark about our problem. Problem? Hey, what are you two doing? Talking about my back. Betsy needed help. I obliged. Since when did you become the female Sigmund Freud? Since I received a master's degree in psychology. Dr. Clark says that you're not really in love with me. You're just trying to prove that you can still attract younger women. You're terrified of getting old. That's crazy. 
That's what I told her. I told her that you really did love me. Well, that's, uh, well... You mean she was right? No. I mean, yes. I mean... No, Betsy. I don't love you. That's the first time you ever said it! <laughs> there, there. He's a very disturbed man. You know what I would really enjoy? What's that? I want to get inside the mind of Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Because he has these little beats of like comedic scenes, but they're all so weird and, and sexualized. And sexualized. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. He's like, it's- okay, a comedy sequence. What if she's beaten up by a monkey? Yeah. Uh, comedy sequence. That- what if... Uh, Okay, well, there's a funny bit where they're about to be attacked by Nazis on a mountain, and what if he I don't know, tells her he doesn't love her, and she bursts yeah. into tears? Yeah, that's not funny. <laughs> no, it's so Was he weird. going through a breakup at the time? I, I don't know. It may, maybe it's the same way that when they made Temple of Doom, George Lucas was going through a divorce. So and it's that, very and, much and, like rip out the heart. And the female characters in that story are very um, one-dimensional and yep. kind of annoying and a hindrance, and that is very much a reflection of how we felt at the time going through this divorce. And maybe Christopher Columbus has some kind of trauma in his past that we don't know about. Maybe, did, maybe Gremlins is an allegory for something else entirely and we haven't realised it. Or maybe I haven't watched it in a while. Maybe it's horrible. Just the <laughs> idea of going through a divorce and having a characters get their heart ripped out of their <laughs> chest while it's still pumping becomes a lot more significant. Doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> so, as Indy and the gang drive up the mountain, a new group of Nazi tanks approach the mountain's Ugh, base. You can't keep them down. And now Nazis. it's a race to the top. Oh. Indy's tank reaches the top uh, first, and the gang are confronted by an unexpected sight. A group of sentient gorillas. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Taiki can communicate them. During uh, this is good, you like this. this is, you know how I was talking about comedy before. Yeah, this is comedy. I'm a big fan of comedy. <clears throat> During this scene, one ape wears Indiana Jones's hat and jacket, <laughs> and then I've, r- I've written here, what a gag. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God. Um, it, okay. if, and if you're a fan of gorillas dressing up in costumes. I love I love most gorilla themed movies where well, they dress up, but specifically gorillas wearing clothes. Uh, more of that coming up. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but the gang has stumbled upon the lost city of Sun Wukong, and I'm, I'm going to read to you from the script how it's how it's described. Okay. A spectacular sight, a city whose every building and tower is cast in solid gold, oh, yes. sparkling, glistening, a heavenly place. The city is protected by a deep moat. The fins of several sharks move through the moat's water. It's just sharks. It's 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 a twelve-year-old boy. Is isn't it? <laughs> a thick stone wall surrounds the city. A large golden drawbridge is built into the wall, passageway into the city. So it's almost El Dorado-esque, isn't it? It's, it's a city well, made it's of gold. the city of Zinge. Yeah, <laughs> from Congo. <laughs> That's it. What what a relevant reference you yeah, Well, you've got the gorillas and everything, mate. <laughs> that's, that's true. I know. Uh, so there is a statue of Sun Wukong in the city. The entire city is run by gorillas. Taiki, they don't talk. They uh, they grunt. Yeah, uh, they, okay. they communicate through grunts and moans and stuff. But Taiki can communicate with them. Yeah. Taiki takes them to the lost city of Sun Wukong, where it is revealed that Taiki is a prince. What? Yeah. 
He's he's one of those modest prints that he doesn't go on about. It. He's like, oh yeah, yeah I, mean, I didn't want to incognito. Yeah. He's it's like slumming uh, it. It's like coming to America. Yeah, very much. He wanted so. people to like it's him. Coming to America, <laughs> Jade's movies. But all this peace is interrupted when the Nazis arrive in the Lost City, and another huge battle erupts. So this is a this is the big climactic action sequence. Okay. During the action, Indiana Jones goes one on one with the Nazi general Mephisto. Uh, and they're, they're inside a stone coliseum that just happens to be okay. in the city. Uh, the city's got everything. It's got everything. It's got a Starbucks. It's yeah. got, a, got an <laughs> Apple store. Uh, meanwhile, Claire and Betsy stand on opposite sides of a ravine with two groups of specially trained gorillas. The two women talk to the apes through a series of grunts and moans, telling them to swing down on the vines and attack the tank. After the apes rip the hatch off, they jump inside, knock the crew unconscious. Next time we see them, they're driving they're the tank. They're not driving the tank. They're and not. wearing no, the tank no. crew's <laughs> Nazi uniforms. Oh, they're not. They're not dressing up in the Nazi uniforms. They they're driving a tank. Yeah, they are. Through series of grunts. Not only do they drive the tank, they head straight for another German tank and take it out with a single shot. They're not firing... First of all, the instructions inside the tank are in German. <laughs> this yeah. monkey, you're not. Do you think, you know how sometimes uh, there are things like bilingual. So in California, for example, a lot of announcements are made in English and then in Spanish. Do you think in the tank, the instructions are in German, German. but then in small font, just a series, series of, of grunts, grunts and moans. <laughs> and moans. And moans, grunts and moans. <sighs> There's a big just red button labeled. <laughs> Shoot tank in Shoot single tank. <laughs> So- during the battle, Taiki's father is killed by the Nazis in a very emotional scene. Taiki's father being the king, because Taiki's the prince. Oh, they didn't even... Is, is, but is he a monkey or is he a person? He is a pygmy. Okay. A pygmy, like Taiki. Scraggy fights with the pirates to defeat the Nazis. There's Scraggy. your pirate versus Nazis. Thank you. Yeah, well, that's good. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, You've got that. Yeah. I didn't ask for monkeys involved. Uh, but what if they're driving a tank wearing Nazi uniforms? <laughs> You didn't consider that. You didn't consider the whole picture. I didn't guess that part of the story. (laughs) Shortly after this, in his one-on-one battle, Indiana Jones is shot and killed by Mephisto. What? Mephisto is then knocked into a pit of tigers. There's a pit of tigers. By a giant swinging bell. What? Yeah. So uh, there's chaos erupting everywhere and things are falling everywhere. There's a bell. So a bell has fallen from a tower and it's, it knocks him into a pit of tigers that is in the Coliseum. A pit of tigers. It's not th- foreshadowed, just by the way. No, he's yeah, just yeah, yeah. knocked into a pit of yeah. tigers. So it's not that I'd forgotten to mention it earlier. No, no, it no. Just no. And then does Betsy way. stand up and go, are you not entertained? <laughs> You know who they should have got for this scene is Nick Cave. Well, as, well, as we've learned, we'd all know. He, he writes a Colosseum battle with like naval no ships other. like no other. So during the celebration of victory, the whole gang is stopped when suddenly they discover that Indiana Jones is dead. That's outrageous. I'm going to read from the script. End credits? Yeah, end credits. <laughs> I'm going to read from the script. Tears erupt in Scraggy's eyes. He breaks down crying. A startled Kazur joins the others. Camera pulls back to an extremely long shot. The entire village gathers around Indiana's body. Everyone is solemn, silent. So he is, he's dead. So if only there was, if only it, someone had a peach. Mm, well, I, I, I don't want to give away too much, but you might be onto something here. <laughs> Taiki jumps into action and he rushes Indiana Jones and his father to the Garden of Immortal yeah, peaches. peaches. 
Indiana's body is put into the pit under the peach tree while Taiki reads from ancient scripture. As he does, the statue of Sun Wukong, the Monkey King, comes to life. And he is half monkey, half human. The best of both worlds. I would love to see what a mid-80s half monkey, monkey, half half human human would have looked like. like. It would have looked awful. And he would have been like, give me that Nazi getter. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, Sun Wukong revives Indiana Jones and Taiki's father and everybody celebrates. Sun Wukong gives Indiana his golden hooped rod as a thanks. He says that now that the Lost City is alive again, he can explore the heavens. Now, here's here's my question. He says, oh, the Lost City is alive again. But it seemed but, alive when they arrived there. Yeah, there was pygmies, there was monkeys, yeah. there's a lot of <laughs> stuff going on. The sharks in a moat. The sharks, <laughs> which is ridiculous, by the way. Uh, but he, yeah, he gives them the golden hooped rod. Now, I will say this. The golden hooped rod has come up several times in this script. Yeah. But it is of no importance to the plot. And traditionally, the golden hooped rod is meant to be a shape-shifting rod. Yeah, that you can do stuff with. You can do stuff with. But all it ends up being is at the end, that's what Indiana Jones gets as a thanks. So you would just, think that it would come in at some important Yeah, and they would point. use it for something yeah. as opposed to just putting it in a museum. But that doesn't happen. During this uh, sequence, Kazuo actually eats one of the peaches trying to get a mortal life. But he dies because he isn't pure of heart. Hey, who's which, Kazuo? The pirate king. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, again, kind of yeah. reeks of The Last Crusade. Someone yeah. trying to get eternal, eternal life, life, but they're not well, worthy. Well, all of that scene does. All of that, because yeah. with um, uh, Sean Connery getting shot yeah. and them, yeah. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how how one mm. look? I don't want to I don't want to paint your opinion, but one bad Indiana Jones story. Yeah, so create. much of it can bleed into a really good Indiana well, Jones. Well, it story. just shows you just you got to tweak a couple of things, yeah. like change the entire location take and the out, MacGuffin, take out gorillas, and take out gorillas <laughs> dressing up, and you've got an you've got a film, an okay film. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the story itself is kind of concluded. So we now get to the, one of the last scenes. And we're back on the docks in Mozambique and Indiana Jones is ready to leave and he's waiting for Betsy. Where's Betsy? The boat leaves in five minutes. Andy! Claire and Betsy approach Indiana. Where are your bags? I'm not leaving. Huh? Where do you... You have to finish school. I'm staying on as Claire's assistant. But you're my assistant. Not anymore. I'm having my credits transferred. Why? Claire is a brilliant teacher. So am I. Yes, but I don't offer a course in seduction. You stay out of this. Andy, I thought you wanted me out of your life. That was before I realized how gifted, how talented you are. I, I mean, I could really use you. Especially aboard a ship for three weeks. It gets terribly lonely. I warned you. Andy, I've learned a lot from you, but... It's time I started concentrating on a career in anthropology instead of romance. You've certainly developed a mature attitude. Thanks to you. You know, I always thought of you as my knight in shining armor. Really? But now, I'll think of you as the father I never had. Terrific. Dr. Jones. Although your libido is questionable, your bravery and intelligence are exceptional. It has been an honor working with you. Why, thanks. You know, Claire? Yes? There's something. Yes? 
Something I've been wanting to do since we first met. And Indiana Jones leans in to kiss Claire. No. No, no, no. Aiden, this is this is comedy. Okay. As he does, Claire he closes his eyes. Claire moves out of the way, and Indiana Jones <clears throat> kisses a gorilla. Really? Yeah. Yeah. End credits? Well, as Indiana Jones sails home on the boats, end credits. That is Indiana Jones and the Monkey King. Wow. Initial thoughts, Eden. Um, like we said, there is there there's a lot of DNA mm. of Last Crusade in there, yeah. which you can see, and it is good. I really like the idea of the MacGuffin. Like, yeah. I think that's very Indiana Jonesy. Yep. I'm look. I'm not sold on the peaches. No. <laughs> I know, it's and weird. The- it's weird to say that, but when you because you think about the Last Crusade and you mm. think about the cup of Christ and yeah. and at the, there is that point where they pour the water from that cup onto. Sean Connery, yeah, and it, and heals, it heals him magically. Yeah. So you're like, well, shit, like that does happen. So it's not out of the realm well, of possibility. Does it happen? Well, in Indiana Jones's <laughs> world, it does. But just the fact of, I can see a test audience going, oh, what he ate a peach and mm. it like brought him back to life. You're just like, yeah. and also, and I, I mean, no disrespect to to like anything cultural, but it's it seems a little like funny. That yeah, it's peaches. You yeah, know? that like, it's peaches. Uh, the things normally have a real weight to them, like the Ark of the Covenant, yes, and and the Cup of Christ, a garden of peaches. A garden <laughs> it of just peaches doesn't, doesn't quite hold the same weight. I like the the scepter thing's cool. Golden hooped rod. The golden hooped rod. Sorry, and obviously we're huge fans of Scraggy. Uh, Sc- Scraggy, <laughs> you said it a number of times during the podcast. MVP, mm-hmm. MVP for sure. Um, I don't like the sentient monkeys. Right. What about when they wore Indiana Jones's hat and, and jacket? Well, <laughs> look, I wrote what a gag. <laughs> what a gag! It is what a gag. <laughs> I think you need to do. I don't know. Maybe it's just how it's written. Maybe you could make that work if you just had mm. bad gorilla go, bad gorilla. Go. Like if you just had sort of smart monkeys. Yeah, but I don't know. They seem a bit too sentient if I, they're driving tanks. Again, nineteen eighties sentient monkeys. Yeah, I it, mean. It would have actually, yeah, the costumes would have been pretty good. Yeah. It would have been I, ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's really hard to tell, isn't it? Because, like, they may have revolutionised something designing them, so we can't really we can't say, say for it, sure. Yeah. Um, I really liked, I, I really liked some of the, the set pieces. I, mm-hmm. think that's, I think that's pretty cool. Yep. I think they felt very Indiana Jonesy mm-hmm. um, in terms of, like, e- even the um, that when they said you had to get through all the traps yep. to get there, I think that's very cool. Yeah. Um, I think the... Exhibit like um, uh, the dumps of information, uh-huh. like that's very Indian and, and, Jones. Yeah, and why they are egregious of like information dumps. It, it's in a such a classic Indiana Jones fashion yeah. that like listening to it, you can really picture it. Yeah. Oh, massively. I'm not sure about the two squabbling. I don't know. Maybe you just pick one. Yeah. Maybe well, just go one or the other. The question obviously is what happened. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, please tell so, me tell me why this didn't never get made. George Lucas was unhappy with the script and he felt that it didn't live up to the outline that he had written. <laughs> <laughs> so what a what a way to distance yourself. Wow. To be like, oh, the outline I wrote was great. Was I don't know awesome. what this is. Yeah, what have you done? He's missed something here. Uh I mean, maybe maybe his outline didn't have as many hand job jokes. I don't know. Yeah, probably a problem. Uh, there was also another draft, uh, apparently, though this one has never leaked online, in which the character of Betsy was completely removed. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because, I mean, 
it, it, it's no fault of whatever actress was going to be cast or whatnot. It's the fault of a a man trying to write a young female character. It just she sounds is an so, awful character. Yeah, yeah, it just sounds terrible. And yeah. it, yes, it's in there. What for comedic? Like I don't know what's happening, but it's uh, yeah. I yeah. think it would great. So Spielberg simply didn't like the supernatural elements in the Monkey King. Uh, Lucas tried once again to make the Holy Grail a viable MacGuffin, and this time with screenwriter Menno Mangers, who had written The Color Purple and Parts of Empire of the Sun for Steven Spielberg, mm. they finally succeeded in a draft that everyone was happy for. The script went through another writer, Jeffrey Boehm, whose previously uh, his previous credits included In the Space and The Lost Boys, and after two versions... We finally got Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So you can see how it wasn't a like a page mm. one rewrite. It just slowly, it just slowly evolved into the Last well, Crusade. And, and that's probably the thing. It's like someone comes in, they go, look, I don't like the monkeys. Okay, we'll get rid yeah. of the monkeys. I don't like this. I don't." And you just slowly pull things out and change things until it gets to the point of, yeah, that tank fight was really cool. Let's keep the tank fight. Yeah. That's, yeah. So we put in the previous episode that we wanted to know whether it passed the Indiana Jones test. Yes. Did Indiana Jones being their impact what was going to happen. You, th- There's a kind of an argument for both here, I think. Because mm. you could say that, yes, because he he fought the Nazis off and and he, he defeated Mephisto and, and whatnot. Uh, so in that way, he did impact. However, Kazuo, the, the pirate king, took a peach and ate it, and then he died because he wasn't pure of heart, which makes so me think that-, that the Nazis, no matter what, would have just died if they had eaten Everyone the peaches. Everyone would have just eaten a peach and died, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. It does pass, I think, the Indiana Jones test of him being completely unnecessary to the story. Yeah. Question is, do, do you want to see this film? <laughs> that is a question we always ask. <laughs> and I, okay, so if you look at it from this perspective, this film in the universe replaces <laughs> The Last Crusade. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. That's terrible, <laughs> terrible trade. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is a terrible trade. Mm. I think as a core idea for another Indiana Jones film, I think it has some merit. Mm -hmm. I would really like to see what they did with like a couple of those set pieces. The pirates like on the African River. I think going to Africa again is really cool Mm. and stuff like that. And I like the idea that during this uh, pirate battle, you can't fall in the water because it's full of deadly Deadly water water snakes snakes and stuff like that. There's some cool stakes set up. Yeah, and the the stampede is cool and that sort of stuff. Foreshadowed, Um, not enough for me. Yeah, I wanted more I wanted more rumbling. (laughs) And the speed bump, the speed bump, the speedboat chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is still cool yep. in its entirety. So there's definitely some cool things in there that I would love to see. I could take or leave the haunted house. <laughs> I it just seems not. It just seems so out of the Indiana Jones wheelhouse mm. in terms of a, a Scottish haunted house sort of. And I, I think yeah. what this is a little bit is George Lucas loved so many different kinds of films. Mm. So he loved the space operas, so he made Star Wars. He yep. loved these serials, uh, like these adventure serials from the 30s, so he made Indiana Jones. And it seemed like his love of different genres of movies, he tr- he kept trying to put into Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah. So uh, the fourth Indiana Jones, Crystal Skull, is because uh, he said, well, this one's going to have to be set in the 50s because Harrison Ford is that old. And I love the B sci-fi yes. movies of the 50s, 50s yeah. in which they're normally about aliens and that's why I want to add aliens and I would hazard a guess that he must have also loved those old haunted castle serials correct and he wanted to put it in Indiana Jones but Indiana Jones is pretty limited in what it kind of he's works not, with he's not Scooby-Doo <laughs> okay 
<laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. You, Indiana you, Jones is not Scooby-Doo. You've got it tattooed across your yeah, chest. Correct, correct. And for, for years people have questioned you. Yeah, I know. But and now, now look at the proof. <laughs> look at the proof. It's outrageous. Uh, okay, okay, let me say this. This movie is awful. Yeah. I think that this would have been worse than Crystal Skull. Because as sanitized and as CGI heavy as Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was, it didn't at any point make Indiana Jones into a sex pest. Well, yeah, actually, we didn't even really touch on that. As a, It sort of fundamentally changes the character a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Though, though I, I will say this. There is precedent for this. And I only really realized this in more recent rewatchings of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. But uh, Indiana Jones and Marion have a very strained relationship in the film. And you also discover that Indiana Jones and Marion's father haven't talked in years. And I only placed together in maybe the last couple of years that that is because Indiana Jones slept with his daughter while he was working with his father. So there is precedent <laughs> for Indiana Jones being a bit of a scumbag like okay. that. Okay. And the yeah. first thing that Marion does when she sees him is slap Slaps him. Slaps him. I need one of the pieces your father collected. I learned to hate you in the last 10 years. I never meant to hurt you. I was a child. I was in love. It was wrong and you knew it. You knew what you were doing. Now I do. This is my place. Get out. I did what I did. You don't have to be happy about it, but maybe we can help each other out now. Well, I've obviously forgotten that. Yeah. (laughs) I think everyone kind of looks at it through rose-colored glasses a little bit. But even with that, that, that gives his character like a darker side and stuff like that. But he isn't exploding emotionally like the term is gaslighting, isn't it? Yes. When you manipulate someone to think yeah. that they're crazy, that's what he's doing to poor Betsy. And he, no one ever really comes out and says, "Look, I'll be at your trial. <laughs> I'm taking notes yeah. to make sure you and other yeah. predators go to prison." Also, to just further, let's put the nail in the coffin of Indiana Jones being a sex pest. Even at the very end, when Claire is making jabs, being like, I'm sure you wanted to come. You're going to be on a boat for three weeks. We all know what you want. Oh, despite your libido, I think you're an okay guy. And he goes, you know what? Try and kiss her. You know what? This is the perfect (laughs) moment. I'm sort of sensing that this is the moment that we need to make out. And then he yeah. kiss, and then he goes down the bestiality road. So, so I do not want to see this film. Yeah. But this is this is why when I discovered this film exists, I had to pivot because yeah. this isn't a particularly well-known cancel no. Indiana Jones film. But I think more people should know about this. This is hey, bonkers. This is crazy. This is crazy. Pirate Nazi guerrilla tank fights. <laughs> It's oh man! If you think Shia LaBeouf swinging with monkeys was as stupid well, as the Indiana Jones franchise yes. got, way off. Yes, that is so true. They got George finally got his talking monkeys. Well, that was the cancelled movie report for Indiana Jones and the Monkey King. We hope you enjoyed this episode and, in fact, this movie. And we would love it if you could subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts, wherever you like to listen, really. It it does help us get discovered in the charts. It would also be terrific if you could give us a five-star rating or, you know what, most importantly of all, just tell a friend. We're completely independent here at the Cancel Movie Report, so your support does mean the world to us. Hey, what do you think of the movie? Did we miss anything? We would love to hear from you. You can always get in touch with us via cancelledmovies at gmail.com or 
at Cancel Movies on all of the socials. And hey, maybe you've got a cancelled movie project you've always wanted to hear about. Why not let us know? You can fill out the form in the episode description alerting us to a project and we may just give it the Cancelled Movie Report treatment. I'm Michael Campbell and I've hosted and edited this episode. Eden Porter was my co-host too and we both produced the show. Sam DiLorenzo was the sound engineer. We would like to thank Chris Lum who played Indiana Jones this episode and our entire amazing voice cast, all of which are listed in the episode notes. Make sure you keep listening next week. It is the final movie of this first season of Cancelled Movie Report. We are talking about the cancelled Jurassic Park 4. Here is a little tease. And unless I'm mistaken, he's going to go and get the canister yes from the original jurassic park which i like yeah which that's I great. really like yeah because that's like a. I feel like that's a an obscure icon of the jurassic park world everyone thinks yeah. of like maybe the mosquito and amber yeah but the can the barbasol the bar- can yeah. but until then take care